If I was still just an OR nurse, I'd, and I saw like a comment online about someone going through stress and burnout, I'd be like, yeah, that really sucks, like me too, you know, but like now that we actually have like the tools to help other people and that I can reach people in a way that resonates with them and it's something like that I made and that I know like has helped me, like I think that's a really cool part of it. How can you live your most balanced and best life as a hardworking nurse? Let's talk all about it with twins, OR nurses, and board-certified nurse coaches, Sarah and Stacy Pretch, right here on episode 433 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. This podcast is about you, your personal professional development, your nursing and healthcare career, and the healthcare system in the bigger picture. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine, and beyond. I love having you along for the ride, and I thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And if you'd like to help other people find the show, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple or Google or Amazon or Spotify and just share the show with anyone you care to from any app where you happen to be listening. And if you want to be a patron, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. As little as $2 a month can help the show a lot. If you would like to just give a little push and a little assist for a couple of months to help the show continue on. The show notes are on any app where you happen to be listening, and you can always go to nursekeith.com to find the show notes as well. And as I said, we're here with twins, OR nurses, and board-certified nurse coaches, Sarah and Stacy Pretch. And it's so nice to have you all here. You are my first pair of twins ever on the show. And Stacy, I'm going to ask you first, I'm going to direct this question to you. What is it about nursing and wanting to live a balanced life that is sort of the the impetus for what you do and why you want to reach nurses with this particular message? Well, there's so many reasons, but I think, you know, as nurses, um, of course, in the last couple of years, things have gotten really tough for everybody, but part of taking care of other people um, seems like nurses leave themselves out a little bit. So there's, you know, everyone knows burnout is an epidemic. Um, and we get a lot of messaging as nurses about, oh, you should take better care of yourself. You should relax. You know, you should manage your stress. But uh, we don't see a lot of real support with that. So this is what we're passionate about and and support that includes self-care and mental wellness, but also things like uh, boundaries and building your confidence and really being able to advocate for yourself. Um, because we know a lot of, a lot of nurses are not comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, for you, is it very similar? Is it, or do you have something else that you feel like is, is one of your drivers personally? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely very similar. And um, like Stacy mentioned, burnout is an epidemic, although I feel like you could almost call it like the new pandemic because nurses all around the world are dealing with it. And we each went through our own kind of scenarios at work that led us to being really burned out and wanting to overcome that. Um, so 
for us, it's not only that we've seen our coworkers and other nurses around the world dealing with it, but we've dealt with it ourselves and we've been able to overcome it. So we know the importance of it. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting about the two of you is that you're twins, first of all, right? (laughs) And you both became nurses. You both became OR nurses. You both got certified as board certified nurse coaches and you have this business together. So Stacy, did did both of you experience burnout at the same time in the same particular way or did it manifest differently for for each of you? You know, I think there is a lot of overlap and one of the one of the things that we realized was you know, we were kind of, we would kind of run away. We love to travel, but every trip, it was like, we'd look forward to that. We'd, we, you know, be planning it. We'd take the trip. We'd be so excited. We'd come back and then we're like, mm, we're burned out again. You know, so we kind of realized that we, you know, some people live for the weekend. We were living for our vacations. Um, and we just also kept thinking, you know, there has to be something more. Like we, we both, love the OR, but we kept thinking there, there has to be something more out there for us. Something besides just, you know, feeling like the grind of coming in and, you know, working the 40 hours a week. Right. And Sarah, for you, you know, doing the the 40 hour work week, you know, which for many of us can sometimes feel like a slog, not always. It depends Mm -hmm. on your employer. It depends on what's happening in your personal life. It depends on your colleagues. And, you know, there's so many different factors. And then there's these little things like pandemics, you know, that kind of throw wrenches into it. But for you, Sarah, like, did it, did it come on really quickly? Was it an insidious process? Were you aware it was happening at the time? Or did you have to suddenly wake up and realize that you were at that kind of breaking point? It was, it was honestly kind of a, a little bit of both. Cause like Stacy said, you know, we, we would live for these vacations, you know, and then like you come home and you're just like crying on the way to work, like the first day you go back. And the interesting thing is that we actually have been part-time at work for a very long time. So we, even though our, well, our weekly hours, we were doing four eights for a while, but then you have call on top of that. So some weeks it didn't end up being the equivalent of full time. So there was, I think, a very long time where we were burned out, but we didn't really realize it because we were using like the travel as a coping. Um, I think once the pandemic started for both of us, that was kind of like a wake up like, okay, this is we are experiencing burnout. This is really what it is. And then I had my own separate issues at work, which I can't necessarily like go into detail about, but mm-hmm. that really like really pushed me over the edge to where I was like, yeah, okay, something like really needs to change. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, were you both working in the same hospital or were you in completely different places? Yeah, we both work at the same hospital in the same department and um, on occasion, even in the, in the same surgery together. Although wow. usually they only let us do that on a night shift. But um, so we would still we would see each other like in passing in the hall. Sometimes we would have lunch together. Um, yeah, on the rare occasion, we actually got to got to work together. So, yeah. And Stacy, 
right now you live in Paris, France. I do. Not yes. Paris, Texas. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I wish, you know, I wish podcasts had, you know, full sensory experiences because oh, I'd love yeah. to smell the, you know, the smell of freshly baked baguettes and things right now coming through here. But you're like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we. Are, yeah. But are you working as a nurse in France right now? So right now I am working as a nurse coach. So, um, yeah, a little bit about, I'm not in a clinical setting because, um, I don't speak French Mm -hmm. and actually, um, our licenses as Americans, uh, there's not really reciprocity. So kind of have to like redo your school and in French, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm very happy to be working as a nurse coach um, and so happy that our business gives me the ability to work remotely with, um, you know, my clients are in the U.S., but um, so happy that, you know, we have this opportunity to do that. Yeah. And Stacey, just continuing along that line for a minute, as nurses and nurse coaches and twins, just what is what's the zeitgeist of that? Like being, being sisters and twins who work so closely together. What, what, just what would you say about it? Cause I don't think there's many of us out here who have experienced such a thing. So mm-hmm. what's, what's your take on it? Like, what would be your big picture? You know, how would you paint the picture of what that looks like? Yeah. So when we got started, um, I did not live in France, of course, (laughs) but this was last year. And um, we, I mean, I don't think that it ever occurred to us not to work together. It was just something that we, I won't say we didn't talk about it, but it was like, we didn't have to make a decision about it. We just both knew like, we're, we're doing this together. Um, and we we have different strengths and we've always known that, but it's so interesting how going into like entrepreneurship together has kind of allowed us to even sort of highlight what those are um, and not just strengths, but like things we enjoy. Like, uh, for example, I really like writing. Sarah loves to do the graphics. So it's been so cool to see how like we can express these different sides of ourselves creatively through our business. But then also we know that like, we're so fortunate that we are different in um, what we, you know, what we bring to the table of our business. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, are you working clinically right now? Yeah. So I'm still part-time in the OR and then I do um, the business part-time. Yeah. And what would you say in terms of your response to what Stacy shared about being twins and going into business together, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's definitely unique um, to have that partnership and it's true. Mm-hmm. I, we never really had like a sit down conversation, like, okay, we're just like going to go into business together and like, this is how it's going to be. Like it just kind of happened. And we both, we both knew that when we went into the nurse coaching um, that our, goal by the uh, by the end of it was that we wanted to eventually leave the bedside and have our own business and it just made sense for us to do those things together especially like getting started to you know it's we're very fortunate that um we are so close and that we do work so well together because you definitely hear stories of and it breaks my heart when you hear stories of twins that like don't get along and i just i just that makes me sad because like we're best friends and we we work really well together so um 
when we were starting, it was so nice to have each other to figure all this stuff out, like getting the LLC and setting up the website and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I agree what Stacy said too about how our strengths we can really play into as well as our interests. Because I mean, like in the OR, like I, the most I can do with like my artistic ability is like maybe draw a little picture with Bassett Trace and ointment if they need it at the end of the case. I can't really like do, <laughs> I can't really mm-hmm. like do anything more than that. So being able to like do the graphics for our Instagram, for our website and like our digital products and just being able to be really creative that way has really helped. And especially Stacy too. She's really good at writing, putting thoughts into words, which sometimes I, I struggle with. So it's been, it's been fun. Some, sometimes it hasn't been fun, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what business business isn't always like rainbows and unicorns. Like it is hard building a business, but being able to have each other as like the support system and like going through all that together was, yeah, it's been really good. Mm -hmm. Even though that we talked about the metaphorical umbilical cord being stretched so far across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And Sarah, you know, um, in terms of communicating with with people out in the world, you're doing it through the visuals, right? Through Instagram and through all of that. What do you really like about reaching out to the nursing community? You know, what, what sort of lights your fire about that? I, what really gets me is especially when I see someone who is like going through what I know I've already gone through and knowing that I can help them and connect with them in a way that I wouldn't necessarily have been able to do if I never like went through nurse coaching. Like if I was still just an OR nurse, I'd, and I saw like a comment online about someone going through stress and burnout, I'd be like, yeah, that really sucks. Like me too, you know, but like now that we actually have like the tools to help other people and that I can reach people in a way that resonates with them. And it's something like that I made. And that I know, like, has helped me. Like, I think that's a really cool part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is a cool part of it for myself too. And Stacy, when you're working with someone who has been or is still having a really, really hard time, and maybe they're at that kind of burnt out place that you found yourself in prior, I guess one thing I think about because I've burnt out as well and I've worked with nurses who have been too. How do you make sure you stay separate enough so that you're 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 protected, but at the same time you're connected with your empathy and compassion? Is it similar to when you're working with a patient who's suffering? Or is it different because you've been like in that exact almost exact place where that nurse has been. How do you, how do you dance through that? Yeah, I think I love that question. And I think, I think it is different. I think that Mm -hmm. having been through it ourselves and then, you know, discovering coaching and going through the process of becoming a coach was very healing for us just to say that right off the bat, but then using it to help other people and knowing like it works, you know, people, Mm -hmm love to be heard. They want to be seen. They don't want to be told what to do, but if you can help them, like 
get out of their own way and recognize that they don't have to be stuck. You know, we tell ourselves a lot of stories about, well, I've been here X amount of years. I'll lose all my seniority. What about my health insurance? You know, I might as well just stay here till I die. You know, people are just deeply unhappy or, you know, um, I'm working with a nurse right now who, um, actually a couple of nurses that I've been working with, they're in leadership and they're really reconsidering that, but it's tough. You know, the system wants to keep you where you are, whether it's, you know, HR doesn't let them because of, you know, pay grades or, uh, oh, you're, you're overqualified or this or that. But like, there's so many different ways to like find a purpose within nursing and then also find you know, your own unique ways to take care of yourself and nourish yourself and become your own advocate. And so doing like being able to guide somebody through that is just like, it's an absolute honor. And it also, it's like, yes, we, we know there's a light at the other end of, you know, this tunnel and it doesn't look the same for everybody, but part of it is going on that journey and helping people discover that. And then, you know, they learn about themselves and then we continue learning. Like we feel like our connection with, um, and it's mostly women, but it's not exclusively, but our, mm-hmm. our connection with, um, you know, so many nurses, it just, it gets deeper and deeper as we realize all of these things about all of us are so similar, um, mm-hmm. you know, like overachieving tendencies, perfectionism, you know, feeling like it's selfish to put yourself first in terms of taking care of yourself or having guilt around rest. Um, These things come up in our sessions all the time. And we've been noticing that with, you know, the people that we talk to um, in our conversations. And it's just like, yeah, everybody really, you know, struggles with so many things that are are really similar and and we connect over that. Yeah. So there's that that universality of experience. Yes. And there's also the the heterogeneous part of our experiences because we all come from different places, family structures, and even different workplaces can be very different. And you know, a nurse in the OR might have a very different burnout type of experience than a nurse who does hospice though not necessarily there's a lot of similarities too but there is that universality that you know it's because we're nurses so there's certain things we all understand intrinsically from who we are and what we do but sarah for you i wanted to ask you a question there's there's generally four generations of people in the workforce at any given time, you know, more or less. And do you find there are, um, how would I ask this question? Is the preponderance of your clientele from one or two different generations more often than not? Or do you find you're having a big, big age range and generational range of clients? Um, I think it's mainly, well, I don't even know. I mean, I guess you could, I guess you could say it's almost like three generations. Like, and the, mm-hmm. the thing is there's, but I also feel like the things that people are going through is in all of them because I know like maybe not specifically within people that I've coached, but at the hospital within our mm-hmm. department, we have like, you know, every range of the newest to the new to like people who have been there, there for like 30 years. 
Um, and when you get to talk to them, you realize that every generation of the work group is either dealing with, you know, the stress and burnout, um, anxiety, like all the kinds of things that we help people with, like in our practice. So even though specifically, I've probably only really coached people within maybe like two or three of the generations mm-hmm. I've seen personally at work that every generation of nursing has gone through it. Yeah. And I think maybe the pandemic on certain levels leveled the playing field because Mm -hmm. everyone was struggling and all of our families and all the people we loved were going through it as well. So there were very few silos in terms of that. The pandemic Mm -hmm. was just the pandemic and it was affecting all of us in you know, pretty similar ways, even around the world. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to ask about that, you know, because there are, I don't know, I've heard some differences, read about them, written about them, interviewed people about them, how, you know, younger nurses from say millennial generation and even Gen Z are pushing more and more for employers to, you know, give a little more and mm-hmm. they're they're maybe not honing up to sacrificing themselves on the yoke of work as much as previous generations might have been because of mm-hmm. cultural shifts and attitudinal shifts so i was just curious and it's something i watch i just keep mm-hmm. my eye on that and i keep my finger on the pulse of that because i think it's very interesting and i think it happens with every generation, there are these shifts in attitude. So I, you know, I hold out a lot of hope that the newer generations of leaders coming, kind of coming into power right now can change some of that. And hopefully in the next 10 to 20 years, we'll see those changes. And when we come back from the break, what I want to talk about is some of the main factors you see in nurses' distress right now you know, some of the commonalities that you're seeing out there in the world and some of your vision of your work, what you do, what your programs are like, what it's like working with you, how clients choose which of you they end up working with and, you know, a little bit more around that. So does that sound okay? Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Great. So we'll be right back. Hang in there with us. We'll come back for the second half of this episode of the Nurse Keith Show with Sarah and Stacy Pretch, board certified nurse coaches, twins, and operating room nurses. So hang in there. We'll see you in a moment. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. We're here again with friends of the pod and my new friends and colleagues, Sarah and Stacy Pretch, board certified nurse coaches. And Stacy, right during the break, we were just talking about something that you've noticed in terms of the meaning of nurses turning to nurses for help. And do you want to sort of expound upon that a little bit? Yes, yes, absolutely. So one of the things that has been coming up a lot um, in our sessions is nurses, because I mean, we mostly work with nurses, not exclusively, but but mostly. Everybody kind of says, oh, you know, the fact that I can share this with you, uh, you know, from one nurse to another 
is so meaningful. And, and we realized this some time ago, but you know, nurses want support from nurses. Nurses want support from people who understand them. And you know, who better to do that than another nurse? Um, and this is, you know, one of the reasons why we just love nurse coaching as a field. Um, because not only is does it like equip us with the skills to you know, help patients or, you know, help people in a clinical setting or a non-clinical setting, but it also gives us the skills to help heal our own profession. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one of the things I, I, you know, we were talking about at the break, we real we started to realize these patterns in our clients, several of them have also been in therapy. So, um, you know, there's real value in noting the differences between coaching and therapy, of course, but, but, you know, noticing that coaching from a nurse is different and it, you're connected in a different way. And there's a different sense of meaning with that, who you have this conversation with. And one of my clients specifically had said, you know, she was telling her therapist about these things, but it's so much more meaningful to have this conversation with me. Um, and that really touched me. Mm -hmm. And the therapist was like, Oh, what am I chopped liver? Right? <laughs> no, but there's, I mean, there's, there's stuff that we all understand about each other's experience because of the universality of experience we were talking about before the break. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Like airline pilots, like Stacy, your husband's an airline pilot he for Air France. Is, yes. Yes. I mm -hmm. mean, how could I really understand the stressors of being an airline pilot? I'm sure there are many, um, how could I even begin to understand what that life is like? Right. So yeah. it's, it's so true. And, and Sarah, now that the pandemic has run, you know, the majority of its course, it's not over. I mean, you know, COVID's here with us forever and ever, like we hear and et cetera. And that's just part of life, right? It's another one of those bugs out there that now is just part of the fabric of our lives and society. But are you hearing the same echoes of issues now as you were, let's say, a year ago or a year and a half ago or even several years ago before you even you were coaching? Or do you feel like there's some shifts happening because that that main kernel of pandemic-related stress has mostly passed? I feel like it's kind of sad. I feel like in some ways it's almost like worse. Like when we were in in the thick of the pandemic, you know, we're all like in survival mode. And even though it yeah. quite frankly sucked for like a lot of us, um, now that things have kind of like quote unquote settled, even though they're not really like settled, um, it's like this release. And people are still having like the stress and the burnout and the toxic worse workplaces are only getting worse because the staffing is even worse now after the pandemic because people are realizing, first of all, the, like the travel nursing is huge. People have realized they can make more money doing travel nursing than like staying in a hospital. Um, so units are short staffed and it's worse than it was during the pan pandemic. And there's just other effects that we felt from it that we're still feeling from it. And I think I don't know. I can't necessarily speak to this um, for nurses on the floor necessarily, but I know that in the OR specifically, even though yes, quote unquote, the pandemic is over, 
we are constantly having issues with supplies being backordered and having the things that we need to perform the surgeries that we're doing. Whereas when COVID was in full swing, surgeries went down. Um, so even though there were some times where maybe we didn't have the supplies that we needed, um, since the caseload was lower, we could still make it work. Whereas like now that it's over and everyone is still trying to play catch up, but, but nobody's really caught up. So like it's almost some of the effects are almost worse, I think. Hmm. I've noticed very similar reflections from nurses who I talk to and I talk to many. So it's pretty much spot on with what you just shared, Sarah. And Stacy, I wanted to ask you something. Um, gosh, I'm not even quite sure how to formulate the question, but during the pandemic, and I don't want to belabor the pandemic, but I just have one more question because we're all tired of talking about it and hearing about (laughs) it. (laughs) But this is salient, right? During the pandemic, there was all this stuff about heroes work here. And, you know, there, there is, you know, people sending in food and, you know, all the things that were happening and, you know, nurses are heroes and angels and all these metaphors that I absolutely detest. Um, I've, I've been saying, why don't we call them warriors instead? Let's get rid of the hero thing, right? Warriors are much more human. But anyway, I digress. That's a good point though. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, the point I'm trying to make and what I want to ask you is that, are you hearing that all of that sort of like support and people banging pots and pans and all of this sudden awareness in the media of like, oh, wow, nurses actually do something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Has that been lost? And are employers sort of just back to business as usual? Have we lost any of that that we felt like, oh, wow, people are noticing that we actually suffer? What are you hearing from the people who, who get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with, I feel like where you're leading that question, um, it feels totally lost. You know, I think there was, um, you know, a project we had worked on um, related to an organization that was going to be amazing in terms of implementing a nurse coaching, kind of like a support, a mm. supportive service. Um, and, you know, related to budget, it just evaporated. And this is at a time when nurses need more support than ever. Um, And, you know, that got us a little angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of like there was all this cheerleading and pom-pom waving, you know, during 2020, 2021, maybe even into 2022. I'm hearing the same thing from people I talk with. It's like, yeah, all that talk and all that stuff and all of that, you know, more than pats on the back. There was a lot happening. It's sort of like everyone seems to have forgotten the media and the public and administration altogether all seem to have forgotten and we're just sort of back. And many nurses feel still like kind of cannon fodder and it's not a good feeling and thus people like you the two of you have a job because you've got people out there who need you and speaking of people who need you and what you do sarah i want to ask since you're twins and you do the same work (laughs) Uh how does when a client comes to you if they get in touch 
how do you decide or how do they choose who to work with? Because there's two of you and you're both equally awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So we are, um, it's kind of a couple ways. So we have a a shared Instagram account, um, which is mainly how we do um, like reaching out to people and connecting with people. So um, there are, and link, yeah, and LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so there are times where um, one of us more specifically might reach out to someone um, and we develop that relationship with them before we might offer one of our free coaching sessions. Um, sometimes it ends up being we put like a poll out and people answer it that they're like interested in our free session and we'll send them our calendar link and just kind of like whoever has a time that is available, like they'll end up signing up. So yeah, sometimes it is that we have specifically made a connection with someone personally. And sometimes it's just kind of whoever is, is available. I see. Mm-hmm. And do you ever run specials? Like if you work with Stacy, she'll overnight you a <laughs> croissant, you know, anything like that. Ooh, we should That's start marketing. That. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like on best deal day. You could do right. that, right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't best deal day in August? It's July 14th. July Actually, 14th. Yeah. So it is. You know. It is. Yeah. Whose birth? It's your <laughs> yeah. birthday? Yeah. On July 14th. <laughs> yeah. It's a big wow. coincidence. That's cool. Well, then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you both were born on best deal day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you live that's in really France. That's really great. It's full circle. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyone who signs up with Stacy and Sarah yes. for best deal day yeah. gets a get croissant a of their choice overnighted yes. from Paris. Yes. Um, or a pen of chocolate. Yeah. Or a pen of chocolate. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, DHL is going to be super busy that day. Yeah. Um, anyway, so in your programs, your coaching programs, what do you actually teach, Sarah? Like, are there are there actual skills like boundaries, assertiveness, pushing back against bullies? Like, is it is it that granular, or is it you know how do you approach it? Yeah, so we some we technically do have like a structured program, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it really just ends up being whatever our clients need. So some people come to us because they specifically want help with boundaries. Um, some people come to us specifically for stress and burnout. Um, it just depends on what that client needs. Um, and with coaching, there is definitely sometimes where it is more educational and we're kind of giving them tools for their toolbox. Um, but some of it is really just listening and helping figure out like, well, why why is this happening in, in the first place? Um, and then kind of like going from there. I see. So there, there are tools that you have to, to break out of the, you know, break out of the place you're in. Like say you have a bully on the unit and you're not quite sure how to deal with this sort of aberrant behavior. So you all have tools, but then it also must be whatever, people bring to the table, right, Stacey? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things we were actually just talking about is the tools are great. The education is great. And of course, you need to have Mm -hmm. the tools. Um, But in recent sessions, you know, this was coming up in our discussions. um, I had a client who said, oh, you know, I just, I cannot get, you know, this mindfulness routine implemented. But because we're coaches, Mm -hmm. you know, I dug deeper with her and 
she, you know, revealed that she was having a lot of racing thoughts related to other events in her life. And we kind of worked through that, got to the root of that, broke that down a little bit. And so it's like for her, maybe a different type of mindfulness is better. Maybe sitting and just being really still isn't the answer. Maybe it's going on a walk and, you know, looking at your surroundings, just for an example. Um, I had another client uh, conversation recently and she was saying, you know, yeah, I've been trying to get into journaling, but just, I just can't do it, you know? And so looking at that on the surface, you think, okay, well, it's a habit, you know, but we dug deeper and she was saying, you know, as a nurse, she's very, uh, you know, she, she felt like she falls in the category of like a highly sensitive person, very much like an empath. And she's very good at listening and listening to people's problems and even kind of protecting herself with, you know, an energetic shield, but she, on the flip side, really struggles with self-expression. So this is something where she feels really blocked and especially when it comes to writing. So in her case, you know, prescribing her a generic stress management plan of some journaling. I mean, I didn't do that. That was just something she, you know, she came to me with, but this is where like the magic of coaching really lies and that, you know, there's no point in beating yourself up for not being able to establish a habit or use a tool when there's something much deeper going on. And this is where, you know, the internet is flooded with tools. I'm sure every nurse in the pandemic got a weekly email suggesting some positive affirmations or to breathe, you know, and we're mm-hmm. all like, please stop, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, we don't, yeah. we don't want that. I've taken the baths. Yeah. 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 We, you know, sure. Those things can be good, but there is so much beneath the surface and you'll never get there if, uh, you know, yeah. If you're only working with education and tools and that's, that's why we love coaching because, you know, connecting mm-hmm. people to, to what's really happening inside, giving them that means of, of self-expression, helping them, um, you know, hearing them say, hearing themselves say something out loud, they have all these insights and there's just no replacement mm. for that process. You're not, you're not going to have those same insights when you're reading a book, you know, like, but when somebody is really listening to you and connecting you to like your inner wisdom and your, you know, your inner sense of knowing that maybe you've kind of been unknowingly shutting out to protect yourself, like, man, there's, there's no replacement for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the, the rubber hits the road in terms of the work you can dig deep and do. And Sarah bouncing off of what Stacy just shared, just to clarify, um, where, where do we draw the line when we're doing this kind of pretty deep work with people? We can get pretty deep. Where does the line end with coaching and where does it begin with therapy? Like, how do you know when you're at the point where you might need to either refer a client to therapy or say like, okay, so we're kind of at the edge of what coaching can accomplish. What do you, how do you make sure you're staying in that space? That's a good question. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have the best answer because I guess I haven't run into that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, no, I take that back. I did when I was in my training, I did run into that. Um, And it was with someone and it was, she had talked about experiencing trauma 
which I mean, there is definitely some stuff you can do with like trauma informed care, but um, certain things with trauma, like isn't necessarily for coaching. Um, And I did have someone bring up that they were feeling suicidal. And in that case, that definitely coaching is not really gonna, (laughs) gonna help with that. So that Mm -hmm. is where you need to either refer them to a professional if they're actively suicidal, obviously like taking the necessary steps to make sure that they're safe. Um, but yeah, once it kind of gets to that, those, that kind of area, then you, you, someone really does need to be with the therapist rather than just a coach. And I think I could, I could add something too, if that's okay. Go ahead, Stacey, yeah. Um, and so, you know, since we were uh, on the topic of coaching and therapy, I think that, you know, the easiest nutshell kind of definition um, is that therapy is more focused on helping people heal from what happened in their past. And coaching is much more goal oriented, future oriented, um, you know, having a transformation into the into the future. Um, but I think there's so many things that people see online that the lines could feel a little bit blurred because, you know, if somebody's really talking a lot about, um, you know, people talk about anxiety and trauma and things like that. And there are some coaches that might, you know, offer some tools for those, but, um, yeah, for us, we, I think, you know, if, yeah, if we had somebody who had a lot of, um, concerns, a lot of, you know, anxious thoughts, feelings of depression, um, symptoms that are not, not going away that it's it's not a habit it's not a limiting belief it's not related to a goal um i think you know if we if we get into that territory we you know definitely wouldn't hesitate um because we think you know having having multiple people on your care team so to speak uh yeah i mean we we think that there's a place for all of it depending on what that person needs those, those are both great questions, both responses. So thanks. You both kind of nailed it there. And if anyone out there is feeling suicidal or you know someone who is, you may or may not be aware that there's now a three-digit suicide hotline in the United States at 988. Instead of having to memorize a big 888 number or 800 number, it's just 988 on your phone. So just know that and share that with your patients and your colleagues and your friends and family. So before we go, I have four quick questions I ask of all of my guests. And because we're going to bounce back and forth between the two of you, each of you are going to get two chances to cheat and listen to the other one answer the question. And because there's two of you, we sort of have to make this a fairly lightning type round. I'm just for for time. So Stacy, we'll start with you and Sarah gets to listen in and cheat on this one. So <laughs> Stacy, how do you define success personally or professionally? I think success in a nutshell for me is showing up as your best self and living a life that is in alignment with your values. Hmm. Okay. Thanks. And Sarah, how about you? I think success is also what Stacy said, but also having a feeling of ease and freedom. Hmm. I like that. Okay. Now, Sarah, you get to go first on the second question and Stacy gets to cheat. Okay. okay. So second question is, could you describe or name a person who's inspired you in the course of your life, living or dead, 
famous or not? My mom. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me uh-huh. one thing about her. She She's like a superhero. I mean, she does so much for everyone and she's always positive. Mm, that's so nice. Yeah. And Stacy, how about you? Okay. Wow. That's going to be hard to follow up, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. You can choose the same person if yeah. you want. I mean, of course, I'm inspired by my mom, but actually, I think I'll go for the opposite and say my dad. He's always encouraged us in self-advocacy, and I think that has served us so much as nurses. Um, You know, it's, it's easy. We'll advocate for our patients all day, but it's hard to advocate for ourselves. So being able to speak up and do that, I think, is very much something I learned from him. Hmm. It's a personal agency. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Okay, Stacy. So you get number three. Okay. Is there a book or a movie that doesn't have to be an absolute favorite because that's so hard for most of us? Just a book or movie that's had an impact on the way you think, the way you live your life, the way you work, the way you approach your relationships? Yes. So many. But one of them, um, it's called The Source by Tara Swart. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a neuroscientist. It seems like you know the book. But anyways, it's it's uh, an amazing dis, you know, educational resource and description for learning about our brains and how we can create change uh, in our lives. Mm, that's lovely. The Source. And how about you, Sarah? This, this is going to sound totally <laughs> random, but I'm going to say... Uh, the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and actually specifically um, the extended edition special features, because that mm-hmm. was, I think, the first time. <laughs> this has nothing to do like with coaching okay. or nursing. That's why these questions are what they are. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first time I think where I got this really behind the scenes look into movies, and I saw what went into it, and that it's like regular people that can be so creative and like make these whether it's the the costumes the props like the scenery like from nothing and i'm i'm a very creative person Mm -hmm. and i have like a million hobbies so like seeing that and seeing what was possible for me i think that was very very life-changing i love those behind the scenes um views and i i share Mm -hmm. that yeah that is really really wonderful and okay sarah last question if you were named queen of the world tomorrow, mm. <sighs> what's one of the first things you'd want to do to improve the lives of your subjects? Bearing in mind that as queen of the world, you'd have ultimate power. So this would just be your first action. My gosh, that's such a good question. Mm. You know what? My first <laughs> my first thought that came up, and it's also like so random, mm-hmm. um, there was a show... I can't remember when it came out called Moonlighting and it had Bruce Willis and I can't remember the other uh, actress in it. And there was this one specific episode where (laughs) the employees of their like detective agency were rooting like no work and pay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would say no work and pay so that we can (laughs) all live our lives with freedom, being able to do whatever we want. 
So individual um, personal, personalized income or universal income. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can be queen. You, you can be queen. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thanks. How about you, Stacey? How about you as queen or, or even oh. co-queen? If you, yeah. If you oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I guess my coachy answer is get everybody a coach, but my non my mm-hmm. non coachy answer is take all the crap out of the food system um you know mm-hmm. and uh that's my other kind of thing you know additives and flavorings yeah. and colorings and emulsifiers you know good place to start yeah yeah that's a really good place to start wow thanks those are good i love those <laughs> well if people want to either vote for you as queens of the world or find you. <laughs> I know they go to livewellandwhole.com. And on Instagram, you all are Sarah and Stacy. It's S-A-R-A and the word and Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y. And you're also on LinkedIn and all those yes. links will be in the show notes. And I can't thank you both enough. And um, I can't wait for, you know, all the croissants to start flowing on Bastille Day. And um, <laughs> thanks for being out there and supporting the profession and supporting nurses because we know nurses need it. And I appreciate that you all are out there and I'll be sending people your way. Thank you, Keith. It's been wonderful to be on your show. So much fun. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. There you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nurse Keith Show. Remember to check out the show notes at nursekeith.com or on any app where you are. Please be sure to visit livewellandwhole.com. Let them know you're stopping by. Visit Sarah and Stacy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you or anyone else you know is burned out or needing support of the kind you've heard about, please go to Live Well and Whole and take them up on the offer of having a chat with them to see how they can help you because we know for sure that they can. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. If you need holistic career coaching, to elevate your nursing career, resumes, LinkedIn, letter, you know, cover letters, all that sort of stuff. We're just figuring out what you want to do next. Come to Nurse Keith Coaching and NurseKeith.com. Mention the show and get 10% off your first coaching package. And we are proud members of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. We're produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting. Before we say goodbye, I'll leave you with this quote by the musician Robert Fripp. May my living honor my parents. May my living repay the debt of my existence. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Stacy Pretch saying adieu from... From Paris, France. Paris, France. And also, last but not least, Sarah Pretch saying arrivederci from... Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you both so much. Thanks to everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the proverbial flip side. <laughs>